Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpits. A beautiful, mild March morning. A bit more like it, more spring-like. Well, by the grace of God, I was able to finish the book of Exodus this past Sunday. It took me around 28 and a half months, 125 weeks to be precise, and some 66 hours of material. A great blessing to work through the book of Exodus. And the moment I arrive, the flies are now buzzing all around me but there you are as you know me once i arrive at the open air pulpits it is business as usual a brother said to me a few nights ago he said to me it could be that what we are seeing around the world concerning the coronavirus uh in some ways mirrors what took place back in exodus uh, when the lord would kill pharaoh's firstborn and yet the jews didn't have any problems were spared even the animals were protected and he had a point. It could just be that this coronavirus, which on the one hand could be fatal, highly contagious, potentially could wipe out millions by the end of 2020, and yet concerning Christian people, save people, may not bother such people whatsoever. If you go back to 1918, that incident, the Spanish bird flu, like I said last uh, video, would claim 100 million lives. Nobody saw it coming. And yet, if you look at World War I, World War II, add up both uh, wars, 10 years of fighting, nowhere near 100 million fatalities, nowhere near. And when the Spanish bird flu broke out, nobody saw it coming. And by the end of 1918, 100 million body bags all over the place. So it is possible. And I say possible, I will use hedging words. <laughs> it is possible. Potential fatalities could go into the millions. And yet the reality is that more people will die every day due to car crashes around the world than the coronavirus. But nonetheless, people are stockpiling, people are panicking, something which you would expect, obviously. Uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of York released a very feeble uh, statement saying basically, every time you put the kettle on, recite the Lord's Prayer. Pathetic pathetic impotence and I wonder if uh, Mrs. Welby is queuing up to buy toilet paper people are panicking people are stockpiling as I say to be expected of course last night the German Chancellor addressed the German people and said quite rightly I think that this is on a scale with World War II and I think that's probably true People aren't going to die necessarily due to the coronavirus. They will die due to underlying health problems. The panic is far worse than the virus. But I thought also a few days ago, on the one hand, the Spanish bird flu, yes, is a similar picture to the coronavirus. But how about the crash of 1929? The Great Depression. Two nights ago, the American government pumped $800 billion into the US economy. They call it a stimulus, and I'm no economist, so bear with me. <laughs> but the Americans pumped $800 billion into their economy to keep America afloat. Every American will get $1,000, apparently. Night before last, the British government pumped in £330 billion into the UK economy. And there's talk of every British national also getting payments over the next probably two to three months, I don't know. And around the same time that the British government were pumping eye-watering figures into the UK economy and the Americans into the US economy, the Spanish government 
pumped in 200 billion euros to keep Spain afloat. Unprecedented times. But I go back to 1929, the crash of the markets all over the world. It was Winston Churchill who lost his entire fortune in 1929. People in America were queuing in their millions for handouts, for food. The soup kitchens uh, came into their being. And of course, Al Capone was one of the uh, colorful characters who was more than happy to finance those soup kitchens. But it was very grim, it was very bleak, and people were crisscrossing America uh, on their trains, the box carts, I think they call it in America, and people were desperate to find work. Many people were committing suicide. I'm not saying we are at that stage yet in the UK, and Lord willing, hopefully we will never be at that stage. But 1928, things were looking pretty good. Uh, 1913, things were looking pretty good. 1914, World War I broke out, and they said we'd be home for Christmas. And of course, there were four years of fighting, which would take place in France and Belgium. 1928, things were looking pretty positive. Churchill was rolling in it, like they say, making a fortune, had a fortune, and other people were very uh, well-to-do around 1927, 1928, and then 1929, Wall Street crash, the dollar crashes, and people in the numbers would lose their fortune. Nobody saw the 29 crash coming, later dubbed the Depression. Nobody saw the Great War coming, 1914, and nobody saw the Spanish bird flu coming, 1918. Nobody saw the coronavirus coming. I was thinking late last year that this could be a good year. <laughs> 2020, I thought, would be a positive year. Britain would finally come out of Brussels. Brexit has been done, and now the negotiations begin for a post-Brexit deal. And then, turn of the new year, turn of the new decade, China was going into lockdown day by day. Every part of China was being affected by the coronavirus friends of ours in the Far East were noticing changes, uh, people queuing in the supermarkets more than usual. And now here we are, late March, it's all over the world. I watched a video last night of an American or an immigrant who has moved to America, a Democrat, and he made some very interesting points. He said, first of all, this is the time uh, and of course he's speaking to Americans, so bear with me, but he was saying this is the time for Americans to get behind Donald Trump. He said, uh, you may not like the guy, you may not have voted for him, and he was referring to himself, a immigrant, like I say, a registered Democrat, a Democrat. but he said this is a time to get behind the American presidents, and he said as he was watching Trump address the American people, he was watching CNN, uh, I think he said, a commercial flashed up on the screen. Subscribe to CNN, keep up to date with news events, so on and so forth, and they were capitalizing on the coronavirus catastrophe, which is what it really is. And he said, how could it be possible that first of all the media once again are ganging up against Trump, trying to use the coronavirus to bring him down, uh, but on top of that they are capitalizing, wanting people to sign up to keep up to date with breaking news, so on and so forth. But he made a lot of good points, this guy. He said, on the, on the one hand, look at China, as of right now, 
there have been no more reports of coronavirus in Wuhan. That's where it came from, of course. China appears, apparently, to be on top of the coronavirus. And yet, look at Russia, hardly touched by the coronavirus. Cuba, hardly touched by the coronavirus. North Korea, hardly touched by the coronavirus. The communist countries, or the former communist countries, Russia is, I guess, 50-50 now, superstitious slash Darwinist, I suppose. Uh, but he said the countries which are closest uh, geographically and politically to China don't seem to have been touched. I thought, yes, he's made a good point there. And he said uh, what he thinks probably happened was because Trump was doing so well for America and because the Americans were basically pushing the Chinese back and almost bringing China to her knees due to uh, sanctions and uh, deals and so on and so forth that China had to retaliate and what he thinks she's probably done and he could be right is she's used like a germ warfare to attack not just the Americans but the entire Western world as of this morning the Australian New Zealand governments are now closing their borders most of Europe is on lockdown Italy have seen around 3,000 fatalities, Spain around 600, and Britain just over 100. In the coming days, America will see probably thousands of fatalities, and many more thousands are going to be infected with the coronavirus. And yet China, almost back on her knees, and he went on to say this guy that what she would probably do is offer her help, quote-unquote, her aid, quote-unquote, to the world. I've heard nobody yet come out and say boycott China had this been down to Israel they would have said boycott Israel when Israel says or does anything which doesn't affect the wider world but when Israel cracks down on Palestinian terrorists people are calling for boycotts of Israel boycott Israel boycott the Jews so on so forth and yet this incident from China is affecting the entire world and yet nobody nobody is calling for the boycotts of China. China could, if she wanted to, could have stopped what took place. Superstitious people in China eating snakes, bats, parts of bears, revolting, and due to a dirty meat factory in Wuhan, that horrendous virus has gone all over the world. So you would have thought, wouldn't you, those on the left, social justice warriors is that what they call them sjw's you would have thought they'd be saying boycott china we can never do business with china again we're going to bring prosecutions against china you would have thought they'd be calling for that wouldn't you had it been any other country they'd be all over israel especially israel like a rash one of the channels that i subscribed to made an interesting statement and the brother said this he said i was warning people at the turn of the new year when Trump and Yetanahu were announcing their uh, peace deal to the world and I said at the time this was going to be catastrophic and here we are some several weeks later Benjamin has lost his job the Israeli president has asked the opposition leader Benny I forget his surname to form a new government in Israel Benjamin is out on his ear the Pope supported this peace deal has been sick for weeks 
occasionally leaves the Vatican, walks the streets of Rome, which are empty, prays in empty parts of Rome, and yet his prayers are making no difference whatsoever. And Trump, as far as we know, is still healthy, <coughs> and hopefully he will remain healthy. I don't want anybody to uh, fall ill. Uh, we are to pray for our leaders, you understand. But I thought, yes, that brother made a good point. Benjamin has lost his job. The Pope has been on his sick bed. The Americans are about to really feel the full force of the coronavirus. It's going to get worse. The panicking is going to be the biggest problem, I think. Not so much the virus per se. More people, again, will die from car crashes and uh, just general incidents than the coronavirus. But of course, if you look at people's underlying health problems, that's what kills people off. If you have heart problems, if you are diabetic, if you have breathing issues, respiratory issues, potentially the coronavirus could just wipe you out. So, with all that said, rather negative I know, but we have to be realistic. If I wasn't a pre-tribulational Bible-believing Christian, I would be of the opinion that this could be the beginning of sorrows. It is possible, of course, that this could still be the beginning of sorrows. We could be living right at the end of the church age and the rapture could be imminent. That is possible. But again, you've got to go back through history. You've got to go back to the time of the first church, the early church. They were really suffering under Domitian. Poor old John the Apostle was locked up for most of his life. And Peter and uh, Paul were murdered uh, by Titus and Nero. And throughout church history, Christians have really suffered. Go back to uh, World War I. I'm sure there were British Christians around 1913 that thought, this is it, people. We're going to be out of here soon. Uh, there's going to be war declared between Britain and Germany. This is it. Surely this is it. And of course it wasn't. The Spanish bird flu, 1918. Again, people probably thought, that's it, or this is it, we're going to be out of here. <laughs> And it came and went. I am sure if you lived in France, 1940, word was going around the cafes in Paris that the Germans were at the border. And I'm sure had you lived in Paris, 1940, you could have seen the German tanks massing on the border. I'm sure if you lived in Dover, 1939, 1940, and you had a very powerful telescope, you could see the Germans over the water, over the sea, some uh, 36 miles away, I think from memory, uh, Dover to uh, Calais, and you would have thought to yourself, that's it, you know, we're out of here, the Germans are just 30 miles away, or thereabouts, we can't survive it, go back to the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm sure there were Christians living in uh, parts of Florida, Miami, uh, around that time, that could hear or were able to be uh, briefed were aware that there were Russian nuclear weapons in Cuba pointing at America and again people are saying this could be it we could be out of here hold on to your hats the rapture could be imminent and of course nothing happens so what we don't want to do is lose our call if you think of Harold camping back in 2011 he was buying a lot of airtime and he was saying a lot about uh, the end of the world in, in uh, 2011 and of course the media picked up on that made a big hoo-ha of that uh, story 
made fun of camping and of course nothing happened it came and went so be careful be careful if you are like me looking for the signs rapture ready because it may not come in a lifetime last video i spoke about a need for a day of prayer trump to his credit has done just that he went before the american people i think it was last week and called for a day of prayer quoted first uh, peter 4 from memory and uh, luke chapter 2 unfortunately he wants muslims to pray and also jews to pray and of course you know only born again christians have a relationship with the eternal god and on top of that you have to abide in christ john 15 to have your prayers answered so if jews want to pray and muslims want to pray you can't stop them of course but their prayers will never be heard i don't blame trump incidentally uh, for making that statement he is ecumenical whereas boris johnson doesn't have a spiritual bone in his body and i've been watching boris johnson over the last few nights giving daily press briefings from downing street i'm not particularly encouraged i must admit i think there's something lacking i can't put my finger on it i remember when trump first came to power uh back in 16 2016 and i thought at the time is his heart really in it he's made all his money he owns half of new york will he see out his first term i said to some of our friends that i thought he would step down and i was wrong and happy to be proven wrong but watching boris johnson i wonder if he too has lost interest i don't know something doesn't quite seem right he's been very successful in his life he's always wanted to be the prime minister now that he is so far i don't think he's really clicked with the nation when it comes to being a statesman so we need to pray for the prime minister obviously we need to pray for the government we need to pray that they make the right decisions to mobilize 20,000 troops to bring troops home from overseas uh, is somewhat concerning obviously but not uh, surprising if this thing really does kick off and if we go into lockdown this coming weekend for three months that's what they are saying then Britain will need more than 20,000 troops to back up the police and the rest of the uh, British structure go to Luke chapter 12 please Luke chapter 12 I'm currently reading through Luke's gospel and uh, getting a great blessing the word of God says that if you stay focused on the Lord you have perfect peace perfect peace that means a double level of peace there's no reason for Christians to panic there's no reason for Christians to buckle there's no reason for Christians to fall apart and yet we are just like everyone else of course we are born again we are saved we know that the the world are lost in and watching uh, the prime minister over the last few nights and reading the extract of the german chancellor's address to the nation and the french president's address to his nation not one of these people can offer you any hope did you notice that macron atheist markle or merkel uh, the german chancellor atheist boris johnson we are told reads classical greek is fluent in classical greek would you believe it <laughs> and if he can if he can read uh, classical greek he can read koine greek if he wanted to what a great time for the prime minister he could read the new testament in its original language koine greek call the nation to prayer but of course he won't do that 
British people don't do that, you see. The old stiff upper lip. And yet, if this thing really starts to bite, if the food runs out, go back to 2012. Back in 2012, there were riots all over the country. A criminal was shot by the police. And that went viral. People were rioting all over London. What a great excuse, of course. Let's riot, let's loot, they said. And it took the government quite a while to get on top of it. At the time, Cameron was on holiday. Boris Johnson was the mayor of London on holiday. The commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, Scotland Yard, on holiday. And for days, it was out of control. And then the Prime Minister came back, called the Mayor of London in, met, uh, met Commissioner, army were put on standby, and thankfully they brought it under control. But that spread very quickly. It came out of nowhere. Because mankind basically is evil. Mankind basically is no good. Go back to Genesis chapter 6. It speaks about man being cons uh, consistently angry, wicked, evil. The Lord Jesus Christ would say to his apostles, how can you, being evil, give good things to your children? And they were saved at the time. So mankind is basically no good. And if you push man, if you force him, to, uh, force him into a corner, if you force him up against a wall, he will retaliate. So I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. But like I say, if I wasn't pre-millennial, pre-tribulational, if I was like some of our post tribulational brethren, I might be biting my nails. <laughs> I might be thinking, well, we're going to go through the tribulation, we're going to face the Antichrist, false prophet, and of course, if the economies around the world collapse, like they did back in 1929, then yes, quite possibly, the mark of the beast may be rolled out around the world. I saw one report a few days ago that in Israel, before Benjamin was forced to stand down, they are now using anti-terror laws to track people through their mobile phones. They are now monitoring Israelis to see where they are going, what they are doing. And they are able to work out roughly where these Jews are going. And if there's any chance that they could have the coronavirus. That technology is also being used in China. China is a police state. You all know that, of course. And of course, the entire outbreak of the coronavirus could have been orchestrated to bring the Chinese people under more draconian control. Governments around the world would love to control people. Nobody wants to give up power, do they? So like I say, if I wasn't pre-tribulational, pre-millennial, I might think this is it. Hold on to your hats, we're going to be out of here pretty soon. But of course we've got seven years of misery. I mean, imagine seven years of misery. Parts of Europe are on lockdown. I'm told in Spain they can go out for an hour in the evening. And that's it. Italy, lockdown, Germany. It's coming. It's coming to the UK. And there's talk that in America, there'll be 20% unemployment. 20%? That'll be doubled to 40%. You're going way back to the 1920s, people. 1930s. Potentially, this could be on, on, on par with the crash of 29, and on par with the Spanish uh, bird flu. <coughs> Excuse me, from... Uh, 1918. But let's read some Bible. Uh, we want to read the Word of God. We want to uh, get a blessing and hopefully help lost people to be saved, obviously. 
Luke 12, verse 4, Jesus Christ speaking. And I say unto you, my friends, that's good news, my friends. We are his friends if we are saved. We are his brothers and sisters if we are saved. He is our older brother if we are saved. And for the Jews, during the new earth, he will be their eternal father. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. Governments, obviously, and in a roundabout way, viruses like the coronavirus, the Spanish bird flu, or the love of money. Many people never thought the crash would take place in 1929. During that time of 1929, the Kennedys were rolling in the money, as they say. Jack Kennedy gave an interview in the 1950s when he was senator of uh, Massachusetts. And he said, we had no idea that people were suffering, struggling. We had no idea that people had nothing. We had swimming pools inside of our homes. We had maids, staff. We lived like royalty, and they really did. I'm sure there are people today that are making a lot of money out of coronavirus. People are buying toilet paper in huge quantities, hand sanitizers, uh, tissues, facial tissues, and putting it, or putting such materials, onto Amazon eBay 200% markup and Amazon are now saying they will stop people doing that but isn't that capitalism is not that what capitalism is make as much money as you can aren't we all Darwinists don't we all come from animal animals when they are put into a corner will fight back animals don't share when they are hungry animals eat and eat to survive you see this whole belief of Darwinism it sounds great, doesn't it, in college, and university. You radicalize young, impressionable brains. You tell them that there is no God. God is dead. Isn't that what one of the French philosophers said? You push that lie. People believe the lie. And then one day, 2020 comes around. People are being locked up. A run on the pound, it could collapse. A run on the euro, it could collapse. A run on the dollar, it could collapse. Your money's worth nothing. Go back to Germany. In the 1930s, if I go back to the 1920s, please excuse the bumblebee. <laughs> uh, you go back to Germany post World War One. The Deutschmark was worth nothing. It was like a million Deutschmarks to buy a loaf of bread. It was a joke. Inflation was sky high. Money was worth nothing. So don't think just because you got money to fall back on that you can weather the storm. It may not be enough. I don't know. And I say unto you, my friends, positive, be not afraid of them that kill the body, positive. And after that, have no more that they can do. But it's natural to fear, isn't it? Of course it is natural to fear. Animals fear. Dogs will fear. Uh, cats can be fearful. But humans can certainly fear. But of course, John, make that Matthew 6, tells you not to uh, worry, not to be doubtful. If you are fearful, doubtful, like paralyzed by fear, it is a sin, of course. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, you can kill somebody emotionally. You can drain somebody of their emotional state. You can basically piggyback on them and just drag them down with your panicking, with your worrying, with your hysteria. It makes no difference. You can't change it anyway, even if it is really bleak. 
you can't reverse it. 1914 to 1918, you couldn't have reversed World War I. You could be worrying day and night, you could lose a lot of weight, but it won't change the situation. That would have to run a four-year course. Spanish bird flu would run a 12-month period. More people would die during the Spanish bird flu than World War I and II combined. Crash of the dollar, crash of the markets, 1929. You couldn't stop that, you couldn't reverse it. People were killing themselves, jumping off buildings. It was horrific. People going all over America, lining up for handouts, soup kitchens, the Salvation Army were working overtime to take care of hungry Americans, but it wouldn't have made any difference had you been worrying about it. I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him, which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. He's referring to the Father, of course, God the Father. He's saying, don't fear mankind. Although they have power over you, they can incarcerate you. They can brainwash you. They can detain you. Parts of China are detaining people and have been for years. It began with those that would kick against communism. Then it, became, uh, then it fell to the Christians to be rounded up. Now it's down to the Muslims, or it's their turn to be rounded up. But you've got doctors that were being rounded up, nurses were being rounded up. Videos were being posted around a month or so ago of people in China saying, we can't survive this, it's horrific, we are being overworked, we are at breaking points. One brave uh, Christian doctor in China died of the coronavirus, they tried to cover it up, the government. Nurses panicking, pleading, uh, pleading and wanting to flee, but pleading to the outside world to assist them, and some of those people have disappeared. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear, verse 5, fear him, which after he hath killed physical death, hath power to cast into hell spiritual death. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. So if you're not saved, you should fear the Lord. And yet, unfortunately, the British Prime Minister doesn't have a spiritual bone in his body, so more prayer is needed for him. If he wanted to, he could master the New Testaments in probably a few days. Every night before he goes to bed, he's reading classical Greek. Going back to probably uh, Alexander the Great. And if he wanted to, he could master Koine Greek, like I say, and he could call on the nation to prayer. The Queen could also go to the country but so far she hasn't. You've had two lukewarm statements released via the Archbishop of Canterbury, like I say, and the Archbishop of York, but it was pathetic. Pathetic, impotent, too little, too late, I would suggest. So fear the Lord, verse five, he has power to cast people into hell, and I mean hell, not limbo, not purgatory. There is no purgatory, there is no limbo. You're either saved or unsaved. You will either go to heaven or hell upon death. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Even if you are saved, you should fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear him keeps you on the straight and narrow. Keeps your mind focused on him. Perfect peace. In fact, go to Philippians chapter 
four, I've got so many scenarios in my mind about how the next few months are going to go. I don't want to list them all. They are very negative, uh, very pessimistic, I must admit. There's a somber feeling in the air at the moment. Uh, it's like the calm before the storm. If you go back to 1939, uh, before Britain declared war on uh, Germany, Downing Street said this, if Germany would invade Poland, Britain would declare war on Germany. And many Brits were hoping that she wouldn't invade Poland and that Britain wouldn't declare war on Germany. But of course, after a while, uh, it really started to get bad. Daily bombings, rationing, people struggling, and it may be something similar, which we're about to see this coming year. I don't know. Uh, Philippians 4.4 Rejoice in the Lord always, like in every possible way, all of the time. And again, I say rejoice. We can rejoice. We have something to rejoice about. But watching Boris over the last few nights, a lost, educated, successful man, he has something to rejoice in. He has no hope to offer the country. Trump is religious, and I'll give him that, and he's trying to lift the spirits of the Americans, and I'll give him that. Trudeau hasn't been able to do anything for Canadians. Australian Prime Minister, New Zealand Prime Minister, a former Mormon, now an atheist, German Chancellor, French President, atheists. They can't offer their people anything. And the churches in such countries are apostate, deplorable. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Don't overdo it. Don't go to your supermarket today or tomorrow and overly load up your trolley. Buy what you need. Don't become like the heathen, which don't know the Lord God. Be moderate. If you can help others, you should do so. There's been many times over the years when I've gone to purchase something, and I've gone to grab something from the shelf and it's been the last item and there's been somebody next to me an elderly man or an elderly woman and they've wanted it and I said have it just have it I'll get it next time I come could happen again I don't know let your moderation be known unto all men why the Lord is at hand he's always present even if you are a backslidden rascal doing your own thing you maybe had a fellowship with the Lord he's always present I will never leave you nor forsake you. And what a time to draw back close to him, to walk with him again. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Don't overly panic. Don't overly analyze what you may or may not need. Have I got enough toilet paper? Have I got enough bleach? Have I got enough this? Have I got enough that? How are we going to survive? How are we going to pay the mortgage? How are we going to take care of the children's education, holidays, private tutors, etc, etc, etc. How about the horses? How about the dogs? How about the cats? <laughs> Be careful for nothing. Don't stress it. But in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving or with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So going back to what I said a while ago, First of all, only Christians 
are God's people and although we are God's people we have to abide in the vine John 15 to have our prayers answered so there's no point calling on other religious people to pray who are they praying to please excuse the flies Beelzebub <laughs> their prayers won't be heard and nor will they be answered and the peace of God verse 7 which passeth all understanding you can't even fathom it you can't understand it Romans 8 28 how all things work together for good to those that love God to those which are the called according to his purpose and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus I love that go back to Luke chapter 12 that was a quick detour but it's worth doing Luke 12 6 are not five sparrows sold for two farthings and not one of them is forgotten before God even these flies from the pulpit disgusting as they are are taken care of by the Lord rats bats snakes going back to Wuhan superstitious superstitious backward Chinese people eating animals prohibited in scripture even those animals are taken care of but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered fear not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows so don't stress it don't panic don't allow what is going on to rule you but go back to verse 4 again and I say unto you my friends be not afraid of them that kill the body easy to say that I guess for most of us living in the 21st century we haven't really experienced any serious level of persecution in Britain we can still travel around freely without ID cards we have no ID cards in Britain and yet apparently this coming weekend the country could go on a lockdown police troops mobilized airports potentially closing for three to four months can you believe that so things are certainly uh, certainly uh, getting more serious but for years we've been spot in the west very spoilt uh, France and Germany and Austria have been used to a police state uh, if you go back to the days of Franco in Spain or de Gaulle in uh, France or go back to some of the early German leaders post World War II the Europeans are more familiar more used to being told what to do whereas in the UK and especially in America uh, we're not easily uh, we don't take too easily to being told what to do but it's coming of course and I say unto you my friends be not afraid of them that kill the body physical death like I say could be the coronavirus it could be natural death it could be uh, due to being martyred for standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ and after that have no more that they can do and of course not once you are dead you are dead what more can come your way once the Lord has your soul he owns you forever but I will forewarn you whom you shall fear fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell <coughs> and that's the worry isn't it hell <coughs> hell is the concern for those of us which are saved we don't want people to go to hell many will die around the world by the end of this year due to the coronavirus on top of that people are going to be dying anyway 8,000 an hour 150,000 every 24 hours where do they go when they die they go to hell of course if they're not saved 
Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Fear the Lord Jesus Christ. Fear God Almighty. Fear the Father. Fear the Holy Ghost. Fear God, not man. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. He knows the number of stars that exist. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows you by, by name. He takes care of the animals. Like I say, even these disgusting flies that buzz my open air pulpit around this time of the year. He knows about such. He provides for such. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not therefore. Ye are of more value than many sparrows. Go to verse 15. <clears throat> and he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, like lusting, like wanting to make money, <coughs> purchase materials, essentials, put such on eBay, Amazon, make a mint, as they say. No. Take heed, he says, and beware of covetousness, for man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Stop stocking up. Stop stockpiling. Stop being greedy. Stop trying to get your hands on what you don't need. Take each day as it comes. 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, <coughs> Take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Well, of course. The angels are always curious about Christians. It says how they want to inquire more about what goes on. The prophets were always searching the scriptures to further understand what was taking place so the Lord can and does take care of wildlife, insects, nature. He'll have no trouble taking care of you and yet what do people say? Well I believe I'm saved they say and I'm trusting in him to get me to heaven and I know I'm already in New Jerusalem and my name is already written in the Lamb's Book of Life that's what they say uh, but I'm not sure about the next two to three months and when people say that they really show they have no faith at all or a lack of faith and of course they lose out when they have a lack of faith 29 and seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink neither be ye of doubtful mind don't be double-minded if you are double-minded you are unstable in all things of course for these things do the nations of the world seek after unsaved people. And your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. He knows what you need before you even ask him. He won't leave you hanging if you are saved. You may be out of fellowship with the Lord, but he still loves you. He still died for you. You still belong to him. So wherever you are, whatever your situation is, whatever state you are in this morning, you don't need to overly panic. He will take care of you. He promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. 30 again. For these things do the nations of the world seek after. China, India, Pakistan, Russia, Mongolia, 
Cuba, North Korea, all panicking. Not publicly, of course. They wouldn't make it public. They were trusting in their leaders to get them through this. And some of those leaders may perhaps get them through the worst of it. But go back to 29. Go back to other crises over the years. Money crashed. People took to the streets. The police and troops were slow to respond. Fatalities, deaths. For these things, for all these things, do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth your father. He's only your father if you know his son. And if you know his son, you know his father. But if you don't know his son, you don't know his father. And if you don't know his son, he doesn't know you. This is a relationship, you see. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. 31. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. Get yourself saved. Seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And all these things shall be added unto you. Physical welfare, protection, the ability to make it through dark days. If you go back to John Knox, he was a galley slave for a period of time. It was a rough life for him. Eric Liddell, a prisoner of war during World War II. The Japanese had him in China. Horrific level of torture. And yet he had perfect peace. Go back to Philippians chapter 4. Couldn't move him, couldn't shift him. Made a huge sacrifice. Would allow a heavily pregnant woman to take his place. She was released and of course he stayed in prison and died. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things, all of these things shall be added unto you. Fear not little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you everlasting life forgiveness of sins sit tight don't stress it don't overly panic don't jump the gun and yet i'm sure many of our post-tribulational friends are rubbing their hands with glee <laughs> saying this is it seven years is upon us and we will face down the antichrist always sure themselves aren't they we will face down the false prophet we shan't take the mark of the beast and of course, for many of our post-tribulational friends, they really struggle with the mark of the beast. If you take it, do you lose your salvation? Does the Lord allow his elect to take it and lose their election? How do they understand it? How do we approach the mark of the beast? You're warned not to take it. So if you take it, do you lose your salvation? It causes such a spin for people. And I made a video maybe 18 months ago showing you that the mark of the beast is never relevant to the church only to the lost 36 and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their lord when he will return from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately marriage supper of the lamb luke chapter 12 incidentally is a post-tribulation uh, account in other words it's aimed at people who get saved during the tribulation the church is in heaven so don't read Luke 12 and think this is aimed at the church today it's not marriage supper of the lamb verse uh, 36 takes place in heaven during the tribulation the church has been raptured uh, Revelation chapter 4 and during the seven-year period are enjoying a marriage in heaven being married 
to the lamb of course but again when he returned from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh Matthew 25 the ten virgins they may open unto him immediately aimed at the Jews not Gentiles blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching we're called friends we're called brothers not servants be careful with the word of God be very careful how you read it and rightly divide it most of your heresies come many times from good intentions people who do believe the word of God but they fail to rightly divide the word of truth they don't get the Jew in the right place the Gentile or the church and Paul gave you a breakdown of three groups of people in 1 Corinthians 1 the Jew the Gentile and the church get your divisions clear get your people clear and you won't become guilty of heresy blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching these are saved people saved during the tribulation which some of our friends think is about to begin right now we will see of course verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them well done good and faithful servant being faithful over many things I'll make you all over many things or you've been faithful over a few things I'll make you all over many things enter thou into the joy of thy Lord Matthew 25 and if you should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants so we could say and I will say this morning that whether you're pre-trip post-trip mid-trip or no trip one day Christ will return and it's imperative for those of us which are saved to be ready for him to be about our father's business of course if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch second advent not the rapture instantly and find them so blessed are those servants of verse 40 be therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when ye think not son of man kingdom of heaven son of david israel if you will paul never once calls jesus christ son of man never once always son of god kingdom of god church age again be very careful how you approach eschatology the main theme of the bible is about a king and a kingdom obviously we all know that of course and yet sometimes people overanalyze these passages they watch the news like we are at the moment and yet i think i may stop watching the news it's a bit too depressing like these flies uh, and there's not much more that they can say or do that they haven't already said or done they've shut the schools a lockdown will begin this weekend churches are being suspended and yet we will continue on this weekend 11 a.m uk time lord willing i will begin jonah please join us go to our website xcatholicsforchrist.com on the right side of the screen you have the live broadcast light which comes on every sunday morning it'll run probably four to six weeks going through jonah and then late april uh i will begin the book of psalms go back to philippians please it's a beautiful morning incidentally i thought it'd be a bit of a ghost town coming up here this morning i was expecting less people out and about uh 
I'm told most of the supermarkets are almost empty now of the basics. I will have a look later, see what is still available. Uh, but we are living in fascinating times. You see how powerless politicians are, whether it's in Canada, America, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, or the Catholic continent. Most of the continent is Catholic. France is a Catholic country, although it's run by a, a French atheist president. Uh, and Germany is basically Catholic and Protestant, almost 50-50. The actual leaders per se, for the most part, aren't really able to uh, carry the country, connect with the country. Had Billy Graham been alive, he would have been called to the White House, he would have stood next to Donald Trump, and he would have addressed the American people. Older Americans had respect for Billy Graham. Uh, that generation is gone now, that era is gone. Franklin Graham isn't a patch on his old father. And of course the Grahams are apostate, ecumenical, you understand. But during a moment of crisis, during a moment of catastrophe like now, most people will overlook the uh, compromises, the sins of the saints, and would look to Graham for reassurance. But of course he's no longer with us. Ephesians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, brethren, brothers and sisters, family of God, we are family, let's stick together. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good reports, if there be any virtues, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Don't look to politicians to reassure you, to get you through the next few months. They can only do so much, like I've been saying for the last little while now. They can prop up the economy, they can put troops and police officers onto the streets, they can quadruple hospital wards, like the Chinese were doing month before last. They can take care of the practicalities, but people are still going to die. Food could well run out. People will start to take the law into their own hands. Looting is a strong possibility. I was told just last night a couple of uh, ATM machines were vandalized in a part of the country you wouldn't expect. Already people are starting to panic. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 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 I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I came to bear witness of the truth. Whatsoever things are honest, 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 honesty, righteousness. Whatsoever things are just, the just shall live by faith. The just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God. Whatsoever things are pure, to the pure all things are pure. These words are lost on politicians. These words are lost on apostate leaders. Whatsoever things are lovely, like the word of God. The word of God is lovely, it's pure. It can save your soul, it can give you help during times of distress, it would carry David, it would carry uh, Moses, it would carry Joshua, and hopefully it will carry you as well. Whatsoever things are of good reports, good reports, 
Is it good what you are doing? This goes back to the shades of scripture. People say, I don't always know if I'm doing the right thing. Is it right for me to do this? Is it right for me to do that? Well, put it this way. Would it please the Lord if he came back right now and found you doing it? Is it good? If it's good, does it honor the Lord? Then that's fine. If it's not good, if it doesn't honor the Lord, get rid of it. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So these are the verses I wanted to share from the open air pulpit this morning. I've got a lot of scenarios, like I say, in my mind, which I don't want to put on camera in case I'm wrong. Uh, but I think the next month or two will be critical for the UK. Uh, we are the land that gave the world the King James Bible. So we have a special place in God's hearts if you will israel are historically god's people and yet even in israel they have the coronavirus deaths numbers are going up very fast and you go back to what i said a while ago start of the year the israeli premier american president announced the world they were going to carve up the land of israel they were very keen to do so these guys don't spend three years incidentally working on a plan which they don't want to succeed these guys are busy men they were prepared to carve up israel going back to way back to the days of jimmy carter when he was the american president and uh the two leaders from egypt and uh israel i forget the israeli premier late 1970s it may have been sadat who was also present or who was present on behalf of egypt way back in the late 70s and Jimmy Carter a so-called Christian born-again Christian was prepared to carve up Israel back in 1979 and yet Jimmy Carter is pro homosexuality one of the reasons why you won't find church leaders address the nation and lay out all the sins that the country is guilty of is because they don't believe they have done anything wrong read Jeremiah sometime Jeremiah's ministry was a very difficult ministry and he would challenge and confront apostate Jews call on such to repent and they said to him we don't care what you have to say Jeremiah you have no authority who do you think you are like the Pharisees who are you John who are you Jesus where do you get your authority from and they would uh, persecute Jeremiah and on one occasion an apostate Jewish king would rip up some of the old testament and burn it there's no interest in listening to jeremiah's call to repentance so don't expect church leaders to stand before the cameras and repent and i guarantee you one other thing had billy graham been alive and had been called to the white house <coughs> to address the american public he wouldn't have said to the american public we are sorry dear lord lord god for bringing in same-sex marriage abortion everything else he was challenged many times before he died to lay out what the word of God says about homosexuality and the old coward sat on the fence didn't want to upset the apple cart the same is true in the UK church leaders in this country will not address the country and say that what has been taking place over the last hundred years beginning with the rejection of the King James Bible going back to the Alexandrian cult going back to non-King James Bibles it was D.L. Moody who would challenge and condemn Westcott and Hort for using their corrupt Greek New Testament and all the new Bibles 
after the AV came out, so have all been based on their blasphemous Bible. So church leaders today aren't going to come out and say, Lord God, we repent in sackcloth and ashes, and yet those in the day of Jonah would do so. So it's just as well that these leaders from any denomination uh, keep their mouth shut, don't speak, say or, or say or do anything. They have nothing to say or offer. As far as I am concerned, we stand together as the body of Christ on the earth and uh, we are his people and that's something else which the state churches don't particularly like they didn't like it during John the Baptist's day who are you baptizing out here who do you think you are you have no authority we've been to the top seminaries and of course Jesus Christ would arrive we know your parents we know your brothers and sisters you have no right to tell us what to do we will continue to work closely with Caesar Pilate Herod and of course that entire generation was just wiped out it will be interesting to see at the end of the year who survives the coronavirus if it really bites or if we just cruise through it without a care in the world without any worries but Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Yes, you can if you walk with him, if you abide in him, if you stay consecrated, if you stay focused on him, you have the perfect peace which passes all understanding. But it's conditional, it's not automatic. And again, only those of us which are saved can claim the promises in scripture, stay on the right side of the Lord, be a beacon, to the lost help those that want to be helped but until people want to be helped until people see the need to be helped until people see the need to repent then of course you'll be led by unsaved people who may be very good in their field but when it comes to encouraging people calling for a day of prayer fasting what have you they can't help you so it's best just to pray on your own if you have to or pray with those that you know put time aside to read the scripture and go back to what it was like during the days of the exodus when moses and co put the blood over the door and waited for the lord to pass and the next morning bodies all over the place the jews were told to retreat stay back and i think that's what the church is going to have to do until this passes and once we come through this we can reevaluate how bad things have been but as far as i'm concerned uh, we've seen situations similar similar to this 1918 1929 world war one world war ii and we've come through it so we're not called great britain for nothing we gave the world the king james bible and the americans took this bible and they shipped it all over the world without britain without america the world would be a very very dark place it really would the language of the last day is english and people are getting saved using the king james bible this is still the greatest selling book in the entire world put into 300 languages sold over 2 billion copies since 1611 and the king james is translated into hundreds of languages and dialects people that read it and believe it are saved and get a great blessing so we will sit tight we won't lose our heads 
uh, we will keep on going at this ministry lots to do this year uh, lots of projects to do and once the uh, restrictions have been lifted and people are back on the streets we too will be back on the streets as well at present very few people are out and about people are scared people are worried understandably of course understandable of course uh, but as far as I'm concerned God is in control not man and we will see how this all plays out so pray for your country pray for your leaders but keep reading the Bible stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and he will get you through this and uh, we will pray with you and for you if you need us to and uh, on that positive statements I will sign out and wish you a blessing in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord amen and amen